All right, welcome everybody to All Podcast Matter Presents, just a regular as a movie review. I'm your host, Victor Mon Jr. Along with me again is... We got here sometimes, V. Is this, is this it? You just... That's all you got to say, man. That, That's all you got? Sometimes... All right. All right. <laughs> Was I supposed to say something more extensive? Yeah, this is sometimes V, sometimes Saya V, sometimes begins like this, but you can just call me V. Am I supposed to be doing all that? I think it's a little extra. Yeah, I mean, hey. It's uh, Do You. So we watched uh, The Five Bloods. Spoiler alert, there was no Sue Whooping in this whole movie. Kind of disappointed, Spike. <laughs> Not one. Um, it's a movie about four Vietnam veterans, African-American Vietnam veterans, going back to Vietnam to get their friends, uh, their sergeant, their squad commanders remains and the four kings. Yeah. <laughs> Three kings. That was that ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. And they were there to get the fortune that they found back when they were at their, they didn't really specify which tour in Vietnam, but when they were in, while they were in Vietnam, they found some gold. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, hmm, I've seen this Ice Cube movie before. But no, this is a Spike Lee joint. <laughs> um, and let's just get into it. Uh, first and foremost, this movie slaps. Uh, this uh, had a good cast. Oh, yeah, the cast. I would say all their names, but I forgot them, and I didn't write it down. I'm not professional. I just know Daryl Lindos was in it. Um, the guy from Congo, something about sesame cake. Yeah. Um, he's also from one of my favorite Jet Li movies, the one where he says, I'm you law. I am nobody's bitch. That was one of the greatest movie lines ever. He should have won Oscar. Um, yeah. Uh, Jonathan Majors plays his son, Clark Peters, Norm Lewis, uh, Isaac Whitlock Jr. If you don't know who Isaac Whitlock Jr. is by name, he is Clay Davis from The Wire. And yes, he does say she. <laughs> that's a wrap we can wrap this up right we can wrap this up that's all i want yeah we're done it's over <laughs> so the movie so the movie starts off with them all arriving in um vietnam uh yeah. their plan was to get their uh old staff sergeant remains and gold they found in them their heels um I, we just watched this movie. This movie's long. I'm going to warn you guys right now. This movie is long. Two hours and 35 minutes. Yeah, long. And they went to two hours and 20 minutes. And then they gave us one of the uh, the greatest, not good, in uh, credit scenes. I mean. Oh, yeah. It was one of the greatest, but then, you know, hey. You know, it, it, didn't, it didn't let me know about the next movie. So I'm like, all right, whatever. There's a sequel? <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> So they get out the plane, they're checking in the hotel, and we see them all meeting, doing their handshakes, slappy, slappy slaps. Um, and yeah, they're in Vietnam, and one of the guys, um, God damn it, who did that? Eddie was like, it's all on me, on my black car. Yeah, Black American Express. Um, and we start to get the dynamics of everybody. Uh, they're ripping on each other like you know we're known to do. And we see, like, you know, they haven't seen each other in a while, and they're getting back together for stuff. And then they go on a tour of the town, Vietnam, present day. 
yeah, you really get to see the 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 over the basically the different types of character based off of their um, experience from being in the military and how they kind of lived since then. Yeah. So like Delor uh, Delroy Lindo's character, uh, what was his name, Paul? Mm-hmm. He was kind of like a blacks for Trump <laughs> guy, and he came he came up in the he came up in the reunion with a with a Make America Great Again hat, and everyone's like, "Man, what are you doing?" He goes, "Blacks for Trump," you know, and he's just very very um very racist very jaded man racist yeah but i can i see yeah i'll give you that but you understand when they uh unveil they jump into the hints of ptsd and then they go full-on ptsd oh totally yeah there was like there's conditioning for it there's conditioning he didn't just Um, full out go at it and um yeah is uh Go ahead. Yeah, no, and same thing with the other characters. Like you have, you have Eddie, who's like, "I'm just gonna cover y'all. I'm I'm black and bougie," mm-hmm. you know. And then you got Otis, who's just trying to keep everyone together and like keeping everybody focused on the mission. And then you have John. I believe it's um, it no. was not not David. It no. was uh oh yeah Isaiah Woodlock. Yeah, Isaiah Woodlock Jr. Melvin. He's kind of like the support for Otis. But he's always kind of like the side commentator, like just making sure like, hey, this is what reality is. You guys need to get your shit together. Calm the fuck down. That guy. Right. Um, and I think the first scene is they go out, right? Yeah, they go out. They go out to, um, what were they doing? Oh, yeah, they were out just like going out at a restaurant, like catching up. Mm-hmm. That, was the, that was the scene where they had a, um, a handicapped uh, citizen of Vietnam, like come beg for money. Mm-hmm. Called him uh, Black GI, and uh, yeah, Black GI. You can see Deroy Lindo is slowly getting uncomfortable with the kid because he sees this kid. He knows why this kid doesn't missing a limb, probably from an old landmine. A kid is probably like fourteen, shit like that. Um, he's begging for money. He's like, no, no, no. And you can see like he still harbors resentment for the Vietnam people and stuff like that. So he's uncomfortable. This whole movie. Um, they're they're drinking and then he uh their tour guide uh what was the name vin i think it was vin, vin. yeah i think it was vin yeah it's vin um so vin comes is like hey this is your itineraries uh can i see our papers about all the stuff you do because uh their cover was which they really were there to do was to take the remains of their staff sergeant chadwick bozeman storm and norman um back to america um side quest was millions of dollars in gold you know, hey, you know, everybody needs a good side quest. Zelda, yeah. um, my bad, Link. So <laughs> <laughs> they didn't break pots for that rupees. Yeah, exactly. Right. Sometimes you just gotta go <laughs> left in a video game. Right. It everything's gonna go right. I'm like, what are those misshapen rocks over there? All right. Yeah, yeah. Why does that rock look a little bit glitched? Let's see what's going on. Exactly. Treasure chest, broken sword. Um, so uh, a scene. We can see Deroy Lindo's Paul character is clearly uncomfortable being back in Vietnam. Um, two older gentlemen are looking at him the whole time, and he thinks the shit's going to jump off. He is me everywhere I go. No, not everywhere. Just around like uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> so he sees him looking at him. like, what the fuck are they looking at me, right? And so then a waiter comes over with drinks, and he's like, oh, those guys, they just bought you guys drinks. And they were, God damn it, my history, they were Viet. They were the North, so they were the Viet Cong. And he was like, them motherfuckers was our enemy. And he was like, well, 
you guys were enemies, but the war is over. So he was like, here's some drinks. And Del Orlando was reluctant to raise a toast and shit like that. He was like, they could have killed uh, Sergeant Norman. And he was like, we could have killed their cousin. I mean, we probably did. So, yeah. Yeah, he was tripping that they were fighting for the North, but they were they were Viet- Vietnamese who were who were from the South fighting for the North. Yeah, something like that. that was, yeah. yeah, and so we're getting that little exposition about the war, um, <laughs> and then we get the we know that clearly Paul is suffering from PSD, P- PTSD, but then we go outside and the same kid that was begging for money uh, threw some firecrackers and they all jumped to the ground and held their heads. And mm-hmm. clearly they all are suffering from PTSD. Um, yeah. Yeah. This movie hits you over the head with fact. One of my favorite part about the movies was uh, they would just drop some history in the movie, then show a picture of the person doing it. They dropped a lot of history. Another one of my favorite part is the, um, the Warriors lady on the radio. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The lady yeah. on the radio was really good. Yeah. And then she was dropping facts. She was like, yeah, this is for the movie and y'all niggas at home. Y'all need to know what was going on, what they're doing. Um, so There's some more Marvin Gaye for you, a dedication, but also this is for you. And so um, Otis sneaks off. So Paul, basically Paul, uh, what's it, Delroy Lindo and Clark Peters, Otis, are the two main stars and stuff that's going on the focus of the movie and so Otis uh dips off to see his old fling god damn it his anti madam butterfly yeah god damn it the uh, difference is he didn't portray her it just wasn't meant to be so what was the lady's name her, her name was it was Tian yeah so Tian he goes off to see his old fling Tian and they're eating dinner and but Tian so you can't just get on a plane with bricks of gold. I've tried it before. Don't do it. It's not a good idea. Um, so he goes to see Tian because they used to have a thing, and she's now a financier. Um, when I say used to have a thing, she used to work in those houses. All right. <laughs> and so they go there, have a nice dinner. Um, they're chopping it up. And she was. they start talking about the money uh, and everything. And then... Tian's daughter walks in, and Tian's daughter is half black. And she sees uh, Otis sitting at the table. She comes in, say hi to mom, drops off some things, and she leaves. And then Otis is like, what the fuck? And so he looks at her. He looks back at Tian after the daughter leaves. He's like, hey, uh, is that my child? And she was like, hey, baby, what can I tell you? You know, you know, shit happens, baby. And she was like, it was a hard time because after the war, there was a lot of black babies running around in Vietnam and they were treated like dog shit. And she gave us little history lessons about that one, how life their heart was, how life her, how hard her life was raising a black child in Vietnam right after the war. That shit yeah. sucks. And I can imagine. It's, it's incredible how ra- like racism with racism against black people, it, it sure it's in the States, but it's, it's another level in Asian countries too, because of the colorism. And also when they see it, it's like, Oh, you're not pure. Um, so it like they were, she was saying stuff like how she, her daughter was being called a cockroach or like we were too dirty to clean toilets. Yeah. So it sounds like she was trying to get her job as a housekeeper, but because her daughter was black, 
she was considered not human. Yeah. And while I know that's racism and color, the colorism and everything like that, I can lightweight have empathy because you had blacks and whites tearing up that damn country for a long time and then just left, you know, with their tail behind the leg and just left. So I can see why that happened and stuff like that. You know, a lot of bad blood and stuff like that. And this, this unfolds during the movie mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And so um, I say, let's just say it's the next morning. And is this where his son shows up? I. Uh... They're they're talk they're speaking with the French consultant. Ah uh, yes. So next year is that um is that uh, Leon from the professional? <laughs> I you know you know better than I do. Damn it, you John Reno is his name. I'm pretty sure that's Leon from the professional. His name is not. Yeah, that is that's Leon. So Leon so Leon shows up, and Leon's he's speaking French, and he's like, yeah, um the price the price of the brick is going up. Oh man, I got a wire, two wire references in there. That was nice. Anyway, so, he's like, so they try to get this gold bricks out of the thing. And he's like, yeah, y'all can't just get on the plane. So I have to set up shell companies. Then I want my 10%, my 20%. So this is how much it's going to cost. And so they just talking numbers, talking about we can't trust you. I can't trust you. And so Delroy Lindo, he's got his head on the swivel the whole time. He's like, we can't trust this motherfucker. He's France. And so uh, he was like, yeah, well, we were saving y'all ass in WW2. And he was like, yeah, that's American revisionist history and whatnot. But yeah, you can go ahead and think that shit. Read a book, read a book. Um, So they're having a little back and forth. And then deal goes on. Tian brokered the deal between the guy because she's in finances. He was like, look, it's not not easy to move bricks, turn them into cash. And then y'all can't just bring back cash. So we got to set it up. And so, yeah, money talk. Money talk. Yeah. Um, First, it-, it was supposed to be twenty percent, and then he's like, "No, I want twenty-two percent." And then they're like, "Oh, we're going to take it out of her her cut, so it changes from her ten percent to eight percent." And then he goes, "No, nah. Otis is like, no, nah, I'll cover it." So she goes back to ten percent. Yeah. It was all a mix of percentages. Yeah. If I was teen, I wouldn't be uh, mine because they talk about millions of gold, and all I had to do was introduce you to a motherfucker. <laughs> like, fine, I'll take eight. I'll take eight because she looked like she was doing fine for herself. Yeah, she looked like she was doing great. For the hard life that she was living, she she had to come up. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. All right, so this is when David comes in. You had a few of them, didn't you? <laughs> oh, man. That was not written, guys. That was not written. All right, and so this is when – go ahead. <laughs> no, and then this is when David comes in. All right, so David is – um. David is Delroy Lindo's Paul's son. And, like, they kind of threw me off because, like, he comes in and extorting the guys. He flew all the way to Vietnam to extort his father and his friends. And they were all like, man, you're a terrible son. And he was like, well, Dad, you shouldn't have left your password as 1234 because, come yeah. on. Yeah. And, and that's an old joke because you can't do it 1234 anymore. Google will look at you funny. <laughs> <laughs> there's some websites that are unsecure you can get away with one two three four yeah and so he's like that was your password i read the emails and he's like i want my cut too and he's like he wanted his cut for not snitching and i was- <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it was he's like okay well i read all your emails i want some of that money and i will not tell on you guys yeah i'm like 
okay. And so um, we, Daryl Lindo tells his son, Paul tells his son, like, you have been basically called him albatross around his neck since your mother was born. We'll get into that later. And then they was like, well, the rest of the guys was like, well, what's stopping us from throwing you off the roof? And then you see Delroy, uh, Paul, uh, immediately snap into father mode. And he was like, talk about killing my son again. I will rearrange this. I will feng shui this whole building. I will. I will. You like how the tone of the movie like quickly switched up where the son was like, oh, yeah, you guys are in trouble. And he looked like he was running shit for a second. And then like the next scene, it's like camera angle right on him in the middle. And it makes him look like a little boy again. And it's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You shouldn't be here. You're getting into shit that's none of your business. <laughs> you don't want none of this, Dewey. Uh, it kind of <laughs> unfolds in the uh, next scene. The next scene, um, Vin is taking him on a river through some town in uh, Vietnam. I'm not sure all this was filmed in Vietnam or any of this was filmed in Vietnam. I know a lot of parts was in Thailand. Anyway. Oh, um, yeah. Don't forget, um, they, they showed a scene with the guy's in like kind of like a flashback to the past where they hear okay. about the assassination of Mar- of Dr. Martin Luther King. Okay, this is our first scene with uh our first flashback. We was wondering where we were going to get to chat with Bozeman. Our right, so first flashback and then our first uh uh introduction to the Viet Cong radio and basically mm-hmm. they was just like, "Hey, um hey black soldiers out there, this is strictly for the black soldiers. Um they just killed Martin Luther King." While y'all out here fighting us. Also, y'all cities are on fucking fire. Um, then she gave facts. She was like, y'all 11% of the population and y'all 33% of this army. Not fair that you guys are doing your, uh, you guys are doing more than your fair share, huh? Why don't you just go home, you know? It's like, yeah. And so, like, there's a moment in there where, like, all the four bloods besides uh, Storm and Norman, uh, Chad with Bozo, and they're like, man, fuck this. Let's go kill some crackers. And... Yeah, uh, Storm and Norman had to talk him off. The, I like saying that. Storm and Norman had to talk him off that ledge. He was like, yeah, they killed him, but we can't retaliate like that. That's not with Dr. Martin Luther King. So so he was a real peace man. Also, he was with the shits. They called him Storm and Norman for a reason because he didn't do a lot of tours, and he gets the shit done. Um, they were saying there wasn't a lot of black squad captains at that time, and for him to be one, you know he was worth his weight. And so we get that scene of them find out Dr. Martin Luther King, and that was shit. That one hurt, too. I was like, yeah, I can imagine that, hearing that shit on the radio while you at home. Like, while you fighting this shit like that, or a war you knew you weren't supposed to be in. Imagine um, wanting to be with your people during a during a time like that. It's You just feel like we're out here trying to fight for a freedom that we don't have, and then our families back at home are fighting for fighting for an assassination that wasn't even supposed to happen. Oh, yeah, that shit was supposed to happen. Government, government, Tom, you know, Tom knows about it. He's seen the redacted documents. All right. <clears throat> you know Tom, right? No. You you don't know who Tom is? Tom is the guy from NSA that's always watching this? Mm-mm. Yeah, oh, so Tom, don't say nothing. So Tom is our... <laughs> Oh shit! Oh no! Hi, sorry, my bad. <laughs> yeah, so so Tom is our NSA guy that's been assigned to listen to us because we're a black identity poly, uh, black identity extremists. So yeah, he just keeps an eye on us. He, we have a good time, but you know, a lot of you know, uh, Tom knows that uh, this is all in good fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, not to turn us in. So yeah, so we just talk to Tom every now and then. Uh, okay. 
So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a hard explanation. To, he's our imaginary NSA friend. <laughs> and now he's okay. going to call him imaginary. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we flash back and they're on a river in the river town. And like. You're at the wet market. The wet market. Uh, that's also where TN used to work. Wow. Woo. Wow. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I am full of it tonight. Ah, woo. Yeah. Prunting. So something about a snake. <laughs> oh yeah. So they, they just show him some culture and shit. Lady cuts up a snake. And then she's fucking with David. She was like, yeah, yeah. And then v- Vin is like, tastes like chicken. He was like, hey man, it's kind of racist, but yeah. And so they're topping it up. And so like Otis asks David, like, why the hell are you even here, man? Like you didn't just come out here to extort us. He was like, man, I'm kind of trying to spend time with my dad. He's losing it. And we was like, yeah, we can see that. And then he was like, he, he's talking about, he'd be talking in his sleep. He has this severe PTSD and whatnot. And this is where Daryl starts to really unravel. And this part, I agree with him. <laughs> so uh, a guy is there. They're selling oranges. They bought a pack of beer and you know, it's a good thing on a good time on the river. And so this one guy is trying to sell Delroy Lindo chickens. Live chickens. And he was like, no, nah, I'm cool. And he, for mm-hmm. like two minutes, he's telling them no in English and in Vietnamese. And dude just keep putting chickens on him and he puts it on his arm and then Delroy flips the fuck out. And he's like, bro, get that shit fucking away from me. How many times do I got to say no? So they pull him back. And so the dude selling chicken, he was like, you killed my mother and you killed my father. And so then it just like erupts. And he's like, I'll kill you. But didn't mother. he call him a racial slur? Oh, he yeah. Called a- he called him the G word. And um, yeah, that's what set dude off. Um, and so like they had to do it and do uh, Daryl was flipping out. Other dude on the boat was flipping out. Vietnamese dude was flipping out and they're going back. I'll kill you motherfuckers. And he was like, you kill my family. Uh, and so like they had to calm him down. And then he starts talking about what he's going through. He was like, I ain't got PTSD. Fine. I got PTSD. Um, <laughs> he was like, I got cold sweats. Uh, wake up in night terrors. Norm talks to me all the time all the time. He's like, Norm doesn't talk to me the way he talks to you. We'll find out about that later. Um, but yeah. And so he, so he was tripping. I had to calm him down. And he was like, well, when we get back to the tire, I made a point to uh, remember this was when we get back, let's go see a doctor. And then he was completely adamantly against going to therapy. African-American men, women, everybody go to a fucking therapist. Go just go get therapy. Yeah. See, Best rehabilitation ever. But it's also okay to shop for your therapist too because not all therapists are And not all therapy is the same. People think therapy is sometimes therapy. They will just say, hey, uh, go climb some rocks. It's therapy. Find your therapy. Basically, that's what we should be saying. Find your therapy. And that can find your therapy. That can come through social workers. That can come through fucking therapists, doctors, and everything like that. There is something out there for you. It's just like anime. There is something for everybody. Everybody yes. watch One Piece. Uh, no. No. What's wrong with One Piece? It's too long. No, no, no. It's way once, too long. Once that shit's you, like Naruto. It's way too long. Once you get into like 125. <laughs> 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 Don't have the time. <laughs> Everybody has a time. Cause once you no, no my baby Luffy, no Zoro, no Usopp, I'm over it. 
Once you get to like 125, whoo! And then when the anime gets better, goddamn. Yeah. Wait, the anime gets better at 125, so I have to sit through 125 episodes. What's the math? Like, how many minutes? 23 minutes per episode? So, times no, 123? No, 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 no. It's about 18. I'll be 40. It's like 18. Is, I watched it in four weeks, actually. I got caught up on 900 episodes in four weeks. Bless your soul. <laughs> also, I didn't watch six minutes of the thing because it was recapping the, uh, the theme, and I skipped episodes that were pertinent to the story. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you skipped the fillers. That's, oh, I skipped all the fillers. Chopper Man. I didn't know which ones are fillers, though, because sometimes fillers will like put in little goose eggs that oh. lead to the actual story. Oh, One Piece has episodes that have in our alternate timeline, alternate universes. Luffy's a, Luffy's a sheriff in one episode, in, in like a bunch of episodes. Would you say alternate universes are a waste of time? Uh, if you have time, I, I was trying to get to 956. Get it? Because altered time, waste of time. Maybe that's too deep of a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, good job. You need your own uh, ring. <laughs> Matter of fact, you should have your trombone on uh, on standby so you can do your own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're on the boat, and then they stop at a river bar. Man. And they get hammered. And hammer, hammer. Hammered. And so we see uh, David sees a white woman in the bar, and he was like, yeah. <laughs> and so his friend said, I can't <laughs> tell you what movie she's from, and I know she's from a movie. Uh, go ahead, talk. Her name is Hetty. Yeah. And I believe the movies that is, she is known for is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> No, you go ahead. I'm- I thought I thought there was gonna be something featured on this IMBD page, but it's not happening. I'm slow. She was on the dancer. If anyone cares about that. Ah, now I know what it is. Now I know what it is. Go ahead. Uh, Babylon AD. It's a Vin Diesel movie, and that's why I've seen it. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I was gonna name off Babylon, but I I didn't even watch the actual show. Was Babylon a show? No, Babylon AD is a Vin Diesel movie. I but th- wasn't there yeah. another Babylon? Yeah, I don't know. If, if it didn't have Vin Diesel in it, why the hell do I care about Babylon? <laughs> Except for when, um, what's the name talks about it? Uh, Bob Marley. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Oh, yeah, so she's in a, she's in a, uh, a nonprofit, Love Against Minds and Bombs, acronym is LAM. Which is also delicious off trucks in New York. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gyro's? Is it gyro or gyro? Gyro. Gyro, okay. Um, yeah, so they're flirting, but she talks about how her fuck buddies across the room, but yeah. she's still flirting with this black guy. But, you know, it's, you don't get to find that much chocolate in Vietnam, it's, and it's hot, and she's going to be there for a while. Uh, and so they get to chop, and they chop it up, and then we see, uh, God damn it, uh, Clay Davis getting hammered, so they got to take him back. Uh, to the room, and then it's the next day. Was there, was there any more important things that happened? No, that he just got really got got really drunk, and he was just yelling outside of the, you know, yeah, yelling until he got kicked out. Apparently, yeah. Um, and so we're the next day. Do they arrive at the trail, or did they go flashback? Oh, okay. Let's just say flashback. So they go flashback, and so they're on the, they're on the heli, and they are there to get. To, to 
to extract something from a, a downed airplane. And so they sent, they sent these, the five bloods um, on this very important mission. And so they get shot down uh, over in Da Nang. Just wanted to say Da Nang. Mm-hmm. We're talking about uh, uh, what's the name the whole time. So they get shot down in the heli, and they have to get a firefight against the Viet Congs in the jungles. And they win the firefight. Um, and then they shoot open the chest, and boom, it's all a bunch of gold. And so then they talking about how they was like, oh, man, this is our gold. We need to take this, and we're going to give it back to the community for reparations and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that's what they were all about in the 60s. Anyway. Reparations as deserved. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, there's a speech about it, uh, but, yeah, for time purposes, I'm not going into speech, and I don't remember all of it. So, yeah. All right. Probably should have read up down. You remember the next one? They're st- they're starting the trail. Yeah. Oh no no no! I'm talking about uh, the scene where they went back where they went back in time. So yeah, no, they're back uh, now. They ride to the trail. So then, uh, their the Vietnamese guy was like, "Hey, bro, y'all really shouldn't go in the jungle without me. Um, it's it's kind of bad out there, and I speak the languages." And they was like, "Well, we're trying to get this going. I mean, <clears throat> we want to go on this hiking trip by ourselves. You know, come back to nature and whatnot." And so now they go hiking through the Vietnam bush, which Otis mm-hmm. did 40 years ago. Now, remember, Otis has a gun on him, thanks to Tian, because she's like, money makes people ugly. So when you guys find this, stay yeah. packing so you can protect yourself. Well, nobody else had a gun, and they didn't tell anybody. So they're hiking through the thing, and... uh uh david takes a sip of water and he's like what's in that water and he's like this water motherfucker you think i'd be crazy enough to drink vodka in the fucking jungle how dumb do you think i am <laughs> and then we see otis pull out some pills and he was like oh it's from my hip and he was like what is it oh it's oxycodone baby and he was like oh wait you talking about me drinking vodka and you over there on this h uh h pills and he was like oh man i can quit any time and he pours it out and so there was a little scene about uh, opioid addictions, which is funny because while black people were in Vietnam, there was an opioid addiction. Then they came home. A lot of people, what people don't know is like the opioid addiction followed back to America. But a lot of black men, a lot of actually a lot of soldiers kicked that shit because when they came home, they weren't in the same environment and they weren't around the same amount of same people to want to do heroin anymore. It's funny how a change of location will kick that shit right out of your fucking system. Anyway. Yeah. And you, you got a lot of time to think about how certain influences impact your life. Yeah. And, and the cure is worse. <laughs> Remember, they cured with meth. <laughs> they cured with meth. I'd rather be on heroin. Chase the dragon, baby. You got to chase the dragon. Anyway, so they're... Uh, Just keep your curly wipes, guys. Yeah, and your skin, and your brain pattern. That doesn't. All right, uh, <laughs> that is a scary drug. Um, so they're mm-hmm. camping. Uh, I didn't see one sleeping bag, but so they just they're roughing it out there. Um, and Delroy Lindo hears something in the woods, and he's like, "It's a fucking jaguar." And I was like, "Goddamn jaguars!" And so him and son are scared. And then they was like, "All right, maybe it's nothing." But he said, "I thought I saw somebody, but uh, walking." which he probably did. Wink, wink, wink. Spoiler alert. Rosario Dawson painted the camera. Um, <laughs> and so they wake up. Do we have another flashback? 
No, yeah, they're still kind of. Oh wait, sorry. I I thought you missed the part that they were in the rice fields. They're still just kind of getting to the campsite. So, I'm I'm just trying to. I'm looking through. I'm looking through my notes, making sure I'm we're catching everything. <laughs> notes. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Freestyle off the top of dome. I got. I got. I got some notes though. I just your memory's to- better than mine. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. I do drink a lot. How does that help your memory? Exactly. Because you know, when I drink, I forget <laughs> shit the next day. Well, that's because you drink too much. Actually, you should only take a shot or alcoholic beverage every hour. When when you black out is because your BAC <laughs> rises. I'm going to skew you right now, everybody. When you black out drunk or you don't remember, is that because your BAC rose too fast and then that starts to get those blackouts in your head? So if you only drink in a certain, if you only drink a certain amount every hour, you won't black out. Stop banging shots, people. There you go. He he's an expert. I've done panels with him while he's hungover. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all panels. Uh, <laughs> Which one? <laughs> so uh, if it was at a nine in the morning, what the fuck you think I do? I was in I was in San Jose. It was Saturday. I was supposed to do go to sleep. <laughs> it's con, baby. I mean, it was a good con. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was Mag West. Um, yeah. yeah, I remember. <laughs> so, where are we? They're they're still at the campsite, and then they found they find out that Otis has a gun. Ah, uh, and then they're like all mad. They're, they're doing shoving buddies, mad at each other. And then it was like, and Paul's like, "I would have bought a piece too." And he he sees slowly unraveling through the three hours of the movie. And um, they was like, "Fine, you can have the gun." Are you feel better? He's like, "Yeah, I feel better." Peace. Yeah. And so they break. yeah, they're pissed that he has the gun. They're making fun of his hoe. Like it's it's all like a it's all like a whole like death spiral of we don't trust you. You don't trust us. Fuck you, fuck her. It's all, it's a bunch of that. Yeah, and her name's Tian, not Ho. Well, they called her a Ho. I'm, I'm just reiterating what they said, man. <laughs> Little bit of racism. All right. <laughs> market, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, now you threw me off. There's, be professional. You want to talk about that they're pissed? <laughs> hmm? I said, be professional. <laughs> Working on it. <laughs> no, don't ever. Uh, where are we? <laughs> we have fun. Um, so they wake up the next day, and then they have the uh, the metal detector out. Ah, yes. Now there were some um, mulligans and some 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 cr- crumbs that they probably should have been walking with metal detectors because there's a whole nonprofit about removing metal detectors so yeah so now they start walking with the metal detectors and they're not finding anything and so Delroy, i mean paul is paranoid the whole thing he's like this is the dub feet dope fiend double cross the first time i've ever heard it and i love it yes the dope fiend double cross because he thinks they're out to just like leave him out there and i was like why would you bring him just just to leave him out there but you know that ptsd setting in baby <laughs> and so his son was like well i'm about to go make it uh drop the super bowl Dropped the Browns off at the Super Bowl, and he was about to go take a shit in the woods. And he's he's got his trowel, that's the little shovel, and he's digging up and he and he hits something, and he and he and he and he, he pulls it up and it's a gold bra. And he's like, "Hey, you guys, I found the gold!" And he's yelling it out. And I know they're in the middle of the. Jungle. I got the golden ticket. 
it. I got it. I know they're in the middle of the jungle. I still would not yell. I got the gold. I got the gold. I got the gold. I got the gold. You know, I, was just, I know. It, I was just raised in a different neighborhood, baby. <laughs> same. They all should have known better, to be honest. I know they're all like out there being out there, homies, backpacking, hiking. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of black people hike, though. Oh, that's a stereotype. No, well, that's the stereotype, but this is the first time I've ever seen anybody really doing some rough edge like backpacking. Well, they were, they had a reason to do it. <laughs> You're not going to ever like. I don't even know, like, because when they broke it down, it was like two million apiece, and I was like, I don't think I, I don't think I rough to the Vietnamese jungle for two million dollars. I'm just sorry, I'm just sorry. Without a guide, without a guide, they got snakes and scorpions and shit. Anyway, and heroin, they got, they still making heroin out there, baby. Um, oh my god. Um, <laughs> They figured out that the chest had rusted through and then a mudslide shits the gold all, all over the place. And so they had to like meta detect all the gold, all the gold. And so they do all this stuff, digging up gold. They're having a good old time. Like we got the money. Um, then they pile it up. And then now they're having the ethical dilemma. Um, God damn it. Who was it? Uh, Norm, I mean, Eddie, the rich guy was like, hey, man, uh, Stormy Norman wanted all this good, this money to go to the cause, baby. And so mm-hmm. everybody was like, yeah, the cause of my pocket. He was like, you can spend your money the way you want to, but I'm going to spend this money on myself. This is a lot of money and I'm broke. And so he was like, you understand because you're rich. And, he, and though he comes to the moment like, hey, bro, I ain't rich. And he's like, man, you got hella car dealerships and shit. He's like, man, that's other people's car dealership. He's like, would you pay for everything on your American Express card? He was like, well, it's already withdrawn, baby. He's like, baby, I did coke and I got a bunch of ex-wives. All my money is gone. Oh, taxes and bad deals. The recession, baby, the recession. COVID-19. Yeah, when he mentions that he's broke, he's like, all these ex-wives, I fucked up. It was just basically a lot of like, I fucked up. But you missed the most important part. Uh Uh-huh. They found his. They found uh, Sturman Norman's they rings. They found it yet. Yeah, they did. They found it before he mentioned that he was hella broke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, and they found Sturman Norman's remains because they was they was they was. Nah, I don't think so. And so yeah, they got it. Maybe if you keep keeping notes, fine. And so they're still metal detecting, looking for more gold, and they come over the a gun. And then they find Storm and Norman's remains. And I was like, oh, wait, he's not alive? I wasn't going to get a chat with Reveal? It's kind of disappointed. And they kind of, like, pray over his thing. And they was like, you finally going home. And that shit, did, did you tear up? I did. All right, that's good. That's I good. did. You're a person. Yeah, teared up a little bit. I was like, God damn it. God damn it. I thought Chadwick was going to be in this movie. I mean, alive. And so, like... Uh, they got the gold. They found Storm and Norman's remain. Movie is over. But they show some shady looking um, eyes through the bushes. And I was like, uh-oh, they're not alone in this jungle. And so they're hiking. So they had, uh, let's see, let's say, let's say 20 by 8, by 8, 200-some bricks of gold, made 10 pounds. The shit was heavy. I'm sorry. I was trying to do math. I think I was about right. So they had all these bricks of gold in their big-ass backpack. And so they're hiking, and they look like they're about to die. And so they stop for a second. 
And uh, Delroy Lindo's tripping again because uh, Eddie is talking about, hey, man, we're going to give this to the community. Reparations whatnot. He was like, man, I ain't doing shit. And he was like, oh, no, 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 no. This is what happened. So all the old men are tired. And Dave was like, well, I can load some more if you guys want me. He's like, I got, I can put like 30 more pounds on me. He's like, and they was like, mm-hmm. but then Paul was like, hey, if y'all use my son as a pack mule, y'all going to give him his whole fair share. And then, and then uh, Eddie was tripping. He was like, is that what you want? That what you want, motherfucker? And he's like throwing gold in his face. He was like, get the gold thing. I'm gold out of my face. Right? And so Norman, <laughs> so Eddie's walking backwards, giving a passionate speech on black lives and brotherhood and shit like that. And the camera was way too close to him. <laughs> like I started biting my nails. At 124.22, I wrote it down. At Rudd, he starts giving his speech, backing up. And I'm like, Mm-hmm. Nothing's good gonna come from this. Did you did you feel that? <laughs> yeah, no, okay. So just how the landscape was in general, and I'm like, oh, okay, they they got all the things that they needed to get. They're waiting, they're going to sit down and rest. Of course, there's gonna be some chitter chatter about like what to do with the gold. And I'm like, why was Lamb mentioned earlier? Yeah. So he's backing up and he's like, man, when I get home, I'm going to open up a store. I'm going to give me a bakery. I'm going to marry my girl. She's been my best girl, everything. She waited through the whole thing and he's backing up and I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, the, the joke, running joke was he's pigeon-toed and he was like, damn, he even walks backwards pigeon-toed. And then he keeps walking backward and you hear click, click, boom. He steps on a fucking landmine. Oh, my God. And I haven't seen a landmine step on in a while. And, yeah, he got blow up He was just a torso left, and he was, like, flailing, and then blood was squirting out and shit like that. I was like, come on, Spike. Calm it down. So, like, listen, like, when I saw that scene, I'm like, oh, my God, he's gone. And I was just expecting to see some extremities mm-hmm. and and not, like, his Stop full it. torso. <laughs> like, they showed they, – they, they, they were like, oh, my God. We're like, Eddie, and then you hear him screaming, and I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to show it. They're going to show it, and they showed it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, oh, my God, I can't. I was, was I was devastated. It was like that scene in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing, but I was so upset. Because, like, no matter what you can do, even if they actually blowed up a real body, I still wouldn't. It, I still don't have the suspension of disbelief to see, think I'm seeing a real body. Everything else is fine. Blow uping and seeing someone still being like, yeah, ah! I'm like, it's just a puppet to me. So I'm like, cracking. That instantly took me out of this. It took me out the movie for a second just because I had to watch this guy like <laughs> be a puppet, like animatronic squirt blood and shit like that. It was copy. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. You're right. I was still really sad by it because I was like, wow, they just went all that way and then then that happened. Yeah. Then, just to add on to this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, there's mines, right? So now we know there's mines. Yeah. So what's the first thing you wouldn't do <laughs> when someone just got blown up by a mine? Walk around, right? Wander around. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. Oh, and so of course you have a little peanut with the with the fucking gang, David, mm-hmm. and he steps on a mine. But with this mine, like it's one of those things where you step on it, and if you take your foot off of it, it blows up. Yeah. So he's stuck. Like he hasn't blown up yet. He's just foot foot on device, and he's just frozen. 
Yes. Enter the white crew, Lamb, uh, led by Heidi. And they was like, uh, so now Deroy's paranoid. And now he's just like, he's now, he's on the other side of fully unraveling. And so he's like, what are you motherfuckers doing here? See, I knew you motherfuckers were trying to set me up. And they was like, now nah, we're lamb. We do this shit. You know, we got a home. We didn't get t-shirts made for y'all niggas. Come on, baby. These is t-shirts. We got t-shirts, nigga. It's not that serious, baby. And so they was like, oh, if he's on that mind, he's dead. And then Daryl was like, well, how do we get that fat kid off the, the, uh, the toe biter or some shit like that? And then they was like, all right, we're going to tie a rope around it and we're going to pull him really hard. And so they saved him from a landmine. Huggies, everything's fine. But Delroy was like, even though y'all just saved my son, I'm still paranoid because I got the PTSD, baby. So time up. <clears throat> and so now you can see the turning of the faces and everybody like seeing like Delroy's really unraveling out here. He's back in the jungle with PTSD. He just found his dead friend, uh, remains. So like they're like, hey man, this guy's really starting to lose it. We might have to do a coup because he has the only pistol around. And so, um, yeah, mm-hmm. so they start marching, he ties them all up, and it gets nighttime, right? Yeah. So it's nighttime, and he's got them tied around a tree. Um, there's some things about her running away or some shit like that. I started skipping through the movie. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. This was long. <laughs> and so uh, David... Uh, hits him with the, the the wood that that breaks. He was like, pap, right? <laughs> and he knocks him uh, knocks him down. And then they free everybody. And he was like, Daryl, are you crazy? Give me the gun. And he was like, you turn my own son against me, you motherfuckers. You rat bastards. And so, um, yeah. And then they um, they find the, uh, their hiking trail. They were at marker five. And that's where Vin was going to meet him uh, the next day. Correct. Correct. And so they get to Vin, and right, everything's good. They get to Vin, they got the gold. And so Otis, Otis, like, they was like, oh, so uh, Eddie got blown up, she waited, right? And so Van was like, hey, uh, won't you come by? Who are these crackers? And uh, where's Eddie? And he was like, oh, Eddie twisted his ankle. Uh, we left him with food. And I was like, that was a terrible, like, what? And so first thing, Van was like, oh, baby, I got, cot- I got potters out here. I have him uh, picked up an hour. He was like, oh, okay, fine. He's on a landmine. Yeah, I completely missed that part. I didn't realize he lied about he lied about Eddie. Yeah, it was it was two minutes of the movie that did not need it. And he's like, "Hey, baby, step in the landmine. You know how it is out here, baby. It's the jungle, baby. It's crazy. <laughs> Bit by a snake, attacked by a wild wildebeest, a jaguar. But nah, you're gonna say he sprained his ankle. What the fuck you thought you were gonna do? Leave him there? Nigga? What the, anyway. And, yeah, and Ben was like having some suspicions. They're like, "What did you do to him?" Oh, and so he was like, hey, look here. Uh, hey, Van, Vin, you want to make the most money? This is when they start divvying out the uh, the deals. And he was like, you want to make more money you in your life? And he was like, got this gold, nigga. And so as soon as that happened, like, a Jeep pulls up, and it's a bunch of Vietnamese dudes with yappas, right? They had all, had all the yappas on them. It was like a yappa sale. It looked like that one time uh, the train got robbed in Richmond. Tom remembers that. It's been redacted, been redacted. How Wait, the it? train got robbed in Richmond? You don't remember that? Oh, no, you probably, no you probably remember. It was a long, well, maybe like 10, 15 years ago. There was an army train full of weapons in going through Richmond, and for some reason it stopped and got robbed. What? 
So when they say the American government puts guns in the neighborhood, the African American neighborhoods, you mean oh, a, w, a truck full of guns got robbed by some Richmond niggas? It was a train, a train full of guns. Like really, no guards, no, nobody. Conspiracy. Yeah. Conspiracy. And it just so it's like the press pass. Like where did these, where did this pile of bricks come from? Yeah. These seem handy to throw at cops. Yeah, that's it, right? And so yeah, that's a. Uh, it's not like a video game where you run around and then you just <laughs> pick up your equipment that's just broke on the street. Yeah. Somebody left a care package in Richmond for all you COD people. So, yeah. Uh, and people started using them. Yeah. So, yeah. Millions of dollars worth of guns. Anyway, so I might be exaggerating, but, yeah, that really happened. So, we get there, and then the Vietnamese pull up, and they was like, give me your gold. And he was like, this is my goal. And he was like, how about we share it? And the motherfucker hands him one brick. He was like, here, this is yours. We're going to leave now. And so everything was going fine with the jacking. And uh, Deroy was, he was fully in his suspicion. He was like, see, I told you it was that bitch 10 who surrounded it out. And we're going to get y'all killed. And so everything was cool until Vietnamese dude thought he can go knife-to-hand combat with Delroy Lindo, who's clearly suffering from PTSD at the time. So he reverted back to his immediate muscle memory and fucked the Vietnamese dude up. Gunfight ensues. Um, the One of the white dudes, one of the white lamb people runs off and uh, steps on the landmine. Oh, shit, we skipped that part. Uh, he ran off at night. You're, you're, you're in the right. You're in the right. Remember he ran off and he got kidnapped and they were trying to one of the one of the land people ran off earlier and then he got kidnapped by the Vietnamese people, so they were trying to use him as leverage. He was like, You want your friend back? He's like, What? (laughs) Friend. But listen, like anytime like there's someone who's like hostage and then they run off because they have a chance of freedom, Mm -hmm. there's always something that that happens. If you see them running off in the background and then you see them running in open space, Mm -hmm. cinema. Yeah. And so he blow up weights on the landmine, choppers and chopping. Uh, they knock down everybody, and a few of them get away. A few of the Vietnamese do get away. And, of course, all those bullets hit the gas line. And so, yeah, because, you know, we got like 40 more minutes. Hit the, <laughs> hit the gas line. Did you mention that one of the bullets hit David? Oh, yeah, one of the bullets hit David because he had no gun, and he was just out there standing in front of bullets, I guess. <laughs> I would have been just like the fat dude. Jump behind some fucking rocks, and he got perfect form to clear those rocks. <laughs> He's jumping. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> his diving technique pristine. And so, uh, so now they're like, "All right, look." Um, Vian was like, "Hey, they gonna come back, and y'all probably need a place that's defensible." And then Paul Del Rolando was like, "You the one motherfucker brought here? Those are your cousins?" He was like, "That's racist." Um, and he was like, "Well, I'm taking my bag." <laughs> And I'm going by myself. And fuck y'all, because I'm going to get out the jungle by myself. We can make it by this river, and we're going to steal a boat, because I got 50 pounds of gold, and I can walk through the river because I know how to read a map, which he does, which he does. It's a lot of lost art. We need to all learn how to read maps and write cursive. And so they split up, and then we see uh, the trucks pull up, the, 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 the cavalry for the Vietnamese dude, and dude jumps out the car and sees his brother on the ground, and he's fucking pissed. And so he was like, all right, one person went that way into the jungle and the rest of them went that way. And he was like, all right, well, you three followed him. Let's go get the guy to kill my brother. So it's 
one guy, and he took the whole squadron. He was going to kill this motherfucker. He's like, you three go find the rest of the people. We don't even know the number. But us five, we're, with our fully automatics, we're going to go get this spot. So, yeah. So, Delroy Lindo's struck into the jungle. Uh, the other team finds this beautiful set piece. I don't know. I don't know if that's a real place. I hope not because they look like they desecrated it. But uh, uh, this old, like, church or temple or some shit like that, maybe I'm reading racist, but it was beautiful. And so they hold, up there. they hold up there. And then, like, we get 10 minutes of Delroy slowly unraveling, but he had some shit go through him. So he's, he's, he's walking, uh, and he's, like, bushwhacking the jungle, talking to himself. And he says something. Um, the reason, also a reason why he was slowly dipping into psychosis. He was dying. Did you catch that part? Yes, I did. Because he got bit by a snake. No, 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 no. Before he got bit by a snake, he said, uh, he said, uh, dropping napalm, all that speech he said, he's like malignant. He's like, this leukemia ain't going to kill me. I'm going to go out on my own terms. He was he was dying from leukemia. Oh, he said like coma, like coma. Yeah. No, no, he said malignant. He said leukemia. Oh, I thought he said like coma. Oh, well, anyway, it doesn't matter. I didn't catch. I did catch that, but I didn't realize that he was applying that to himself. Yeah, he was dying. So yeah, he was. Uh, so he had some kind of cancer, and it was malignant. So yeah, <clears throat> it wasn't benign. That means you can surgically operate it. Malignant is bad because mild is Latin, and it means bad. Muy mal. Yep. SAT words, motherfuckers. Boom, boom, boom. Never took it. Um, junior college. Whew. All I right. mean, cross-reference with Spanish, and it works just as well. Yeah. Uh, and so he's cutting through some bush, and that motherfucker gets bit by a snake. And then we get one of those movie tropes that is going to get us killed to this day. You cannot suck enough poison out of your arm to be, be fine. And I Googled how, much, how many venomous snakes are in... Uh, uh, Vietnam, it wasn't looking good for how, my food. Huh? How many? How many? There's like five or six, seven. And they, they some man. Five, six, seven. Okay. Yeah. There's some man killers. Uh, and you cannot suck poison out fast enough. Uh, if you, if you have it, don't do a tourniquet either because it's just going to rot the area. You, you need, first of all, the best way to fight a snake bite is not get snake bitten. Uh, and I, I, this one I found out was dope was electrocute that motherfucker. Just electrocuted, like bam. Is yeah. You can't panic though; it spreads the blood faster. But yeah, you're fucked. So he's uh, and so he gets bit, and then he falls down a fucking hill, and his bags get stuck on a tree. So this is how much he's tripping. He got bit by a snake. Um, he just fell down a hill, and he's dying of cancer, and his son. Turned on him, so he's just like, fuck the gold. So the gold's hung up in the tree, and he just doesn't feel like walking back up the hill. He's like, fuck this gold. I think the snake venom was starting to, starting to get to him, baby. And so yeah. uh, then he gets to a clearing, and he sees Norm. Uh, Storm Norman. Uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman. And mm-hmm. we get the real reason behind his super PTSD. We get another flashback. You want to take this one? Sure. Yeah. So during the flashback, they were showing both uh, him and Chadwick uh, hiding inside of a plane uh, for cover. And then you see another scene where there's a woman with a gun uh, sneaking up on in on them. Once she turns the corner and tries to shoot them, like uh, 
Delroy's character turns around and shoots her, but in the in the meantime, Chadwick gets caught in the crossfire. Yeah. And so he's watching Chadwick bleed out. He dies in his arm. And so Chadwick's in the woods. And he was like, what are you doing here? And he was like, go away. He's like, bro, I'm a figment of your imagination. And so basically that part was, uh, Chad was like, bro, it was an accident. I understand. I forgive you. Now forgive yourself. Mess- yeah, he's like, it's an accident. This was an accident. Yeah, like, come on, bro. You're torturing yourself. Everybody knows the accident. But he, he hid it from everybody else. He said the, uh, everybody else killed him. He didn't want to say friendly fire. Um, and yeah. He didn't want to go home as a murderer, I'm sure. And he didn't want to go home as knowing that he killed his friend, his yeah. leader. Mentor, big brother, and everything like that. Yeah. Um, even though, so all these flashbacks, you would, so <laughs> I don't know the budget of this movie, but all these flashbacks, you would think like, all right, they're going to get younger counterparts to play these young men 40 years ago. Mm. No, they didn't do that. I feel like that was intentional, though. I I get it. I get the scenery. I get the the whole thing, like putting them in the place right now. But it was it was kind of off putting watching these. (laughs) They 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 just put some just for just for men in there. See, all right, no, I can see why you're saying that. But they did they did make them they 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 darkened their beards for them to look younger. (laughs) So if it was just them old fat. And being old and fat, I'd have seen it as like a piece of cinematic brilliance, right? Bringing them back to the up, oh, sorry, bringing them back to yeah. the in the thing with young Chadwick Boseman, and then being the old guys, still being the young guys to him. But they actually tried to make him look young, so that's why I was like, "All right, come on, guys." But hey, respect. Somebody could do some push-ups. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, um, so then we cut to. Let's cut back to the the the. Should we just kill off? <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about the next part that happens to Delroy's character. All right, so Del- because like he yeah, because he's right now like after that flashback of like being in the plane and like holding him, like he goes back to like the hallucination and he's hugging. It's all an accident. He's like saying, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry," mm-hmm. um, and then they show. Um, Delroy's character basically bar- like digging his own grave because he's been ambushed. Yeah. So the Vietnamese dude's got the jump on him. But Delroy's he's watched, he's absolved himself of all his sins and fears. So like he's cool. Now he's just like, hey, well, you guys got me. Uh y'all could if y'all got me before that flashback, I, I'd have really been sad with y'all. I mean before my hallucination, but now I'm good. I'm I'm at peace with everything. So they got him digging his own grave. And he's like, You killed my brother. And he's like, Hey, baby, it should happen sometimes, baby. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you can definitely recreate this scene. <laughs> I mean, that's how he was. That's that's how he looked at him. He was like, "You killed my brother." He was like, "I'm not sorry, but if shit happens, baby. Y'all had chop. They had choppers pointed at us, baby. And you tried to come at me with a knife. If you'd have shot me, your brother would have been alive today. If you a cold hearted killer, if you was ready to murder, why are you talking to these people? I just knocked the motherfuckers down and had gold. Jesus Christ, bad Jack move. Bad Jack move." And so he starts singing, but I think he's singing one of Marvin Gaye's songs. It just slips me the, my mind at the hand. And, and then they're telling him, like, dig faster. And this is how I know he's just ready to die. Because he starts digging faster. He's like, yeah, baby. And he's just singing, like, old hymns and shit like that. And then they finally get tired of him. And then they let the choppers chop all over, man. Like, they told him to fuck up. Yeah. 
yeah, it was definitely no mercy, no room for living. Yeah, uh, it was all body shots, though. They must have been trained by uh, every... Good joke. Uh, you got your first one. <laughs> uh, and so then we flash back. So we see... Um, I missed this part. When did they figure out it was all a, a ruse? When did they figure it out? Yeah, at the monastery or the temple. I feel like they figured it out when everybody pulled up. I This was the part of the movie where I was like, after they killed Homeboy, I was a little bit compromised. So Okay. So Yeah, I was, okay, just to be clear, like, when I say compromise, it's more of, like, me, like, shutting my eyes and just, like, listening to the movie, and I'm just, like, sobbing. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um... I'm a big I'm, baby. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be that. I thought, like, I don't know. I saw Chadwick Boseman and saw a Vietnamon movie. I thought it was more of an action movie than a, uh, than this. But it's Spike Lee. I don't know. I got to see when this movie was actually shot because, man, perfect timing. God damn, Spike. God damn. There, there is a... This movie wasn't supposed to be released until later. Okay. Then, this was rushed to be on Netflix. I'll keep my mouth shut. Uh, <laughs> I can see. Um, so, because, <laughs> I mean, we could have cut a lot of this out on the editing floor. Uh, so, somehow they got the ruse uh, that this is all a, uh, it's, somehow they got the jump this is all a ruse. And so, um, the Vietnamese dude, uh, so, uh, Delroy Lindo's wearing a MAGA hat the whole time. And so the Vietnamese dude, after he kills him, takes it off and puts it on. And I'm like, hey, yeah. nigga, that's gross. He's been sweating in that fucking hat for like three weeks, and you're just going to put it on your goddamn head? Anyway. These are cold-blooded killers. They don't give a... They've touched nasty-ass blood. They've been shooting and probably wading in the water. They're all up in the, like, the heat of the jungle. They just don't care. But that was a Swiss drinks hat. They don't care. Yeah, so gross. These guys are selling chickens with their bare hands. Whoa, 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 whoa. Anyway. Um, so, so No, that's what they showed in the movie. I'm not no, even like... I know. Whoa, whoa, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> These are jokes. <laughs> Got you. So, uh, <laughs> so at the other camp, they like realize it's like, all right, so everybody's set up. We're about to do the drill. They know where we are, and so they got everybody hiding. And so I, so they don't know how much gold it is. And so, mm-hmm. like, they bring it out. Uh, Leon, the professional, gets out, and he was like, gets out, puts on Daryl Lindo's hat just to add insult in, in, to injury. Like, yeah, I killed your partner. Just in case y'all didn't know I'm the bad guy in this movie, I'm the bad guy in this movie. Oh. You like how he wears the Make America Great Again? Was the slogan, fuck, Make America Great Again? And then he has like a white suit. There's there's something going on here. Yeah. Well, you know that's that was uh Paul's hat, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I know that. Okay, okay. You you just saying the the scenery, the the uh, the <clears throat> yeah. White yeah, white suit, red red Trump hat. It, there's a lot of deception here. And Leon play and that dude played a pedophile in a movie. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they have French girl trying to correspond with this guy, hoping that there's some French solidarity here, but it doesn't work. Yeah. And so he was like, just bring out the stuff. And so uh, they bring out the bag. 
uh, and the Vietnamese dude goes in it, and he's like, what? It's just rocks. And then they start letting the choppers chop. Uh, Otis shoots a motherfucking head. Um, Clay's got the chop in the back, and he's giving them support. They're, they're whooping these motherfuckers' asses. And actually, you would probably think that would actually how it go. Right, these motherfuckers were trained and saw actual combat and shit like that. That shit, you don't lose that shit. You don't lose those combat skills. You don't lose how to fucking take out a bunch of motherfuckers and shit like that. So I actually, it's like it's like riding a bike. Yeah, a murder bike <laughs> <laughs> with a thirty round clip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so they're like they're going at him. They chopping these motherfuckers down. Uh. Uh, they thinning him out. Uh, Leon tries to get away, but they shoot the driver, and he flips out. Um, the battle's waning down. There's only a few guys left. Clay Davis is just chopping motherfucker. Oh, I missed the time he said shit. He said a really long shit. Um, <laughs> and so uh, Leon gets out of there, and he uh, he shoots Otis in the arm and then throws a grenade, and Clay Davis – Earlier in the movie, you said I would never jump on a grenade for you guys, and I was like, so he he jumps on the grenade, and I mean, I don't even think the grenade would hurt anybody because dude was behind like stone column. <laughs> I mean, I, if you looked, maybe the you know, cool. so he dies jumping on a grenade, and then um, he wasn't taking chances. He was just making sure that everyone was protected. You know, I'm going home. Nigga. It was only one dude left, <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> So uh, uh, Leon's got the drop on Otis, and he was like, something, something, bloods. And, and I was like, I didn't know I was going to get a catchphrase in this movie. I did not know I was going to get a catchphrase. And he was about to sh- Leon was about to shoot him, and he was like, bloods don't die. We multiply. And then David, Paul's son, shoots him in the fucking eyeball with a hand yep. pistol from like 30 yards away. Eye for a motherfucking eye. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did say that earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah. oh, and my dude Vin got shot too, but he's like, "You'll be fine." And so, and then they got a bunch of cars to get out of the fucking jungles. How nice, serendipity, baby, serendipity. Um, yeah. And so, they um before Otis leaves Vietnam, he goes to see uh Tien. Uh, Tien didn't tell her daughter. She, you know, Tien. Did, Tien's daughter thought he was dead the whole time. Oh, well, thought her actual father was dead. Then she was like, all right, this is my father. They have an embrace. Um, money goes to the, the families of the family. They give like uh, $2 million to Black Lives Matter, which I don't know is controversial nowadays. Is there something going on? I, I've been seeing a lot of anti-Black Lives Matter. Yeah, uh, basically the Minnesota Freedom Fund uh, they've only used 200 grand of the money and they raised three, 35 million. Uh-huh. So there's something fishy going on with the re- remainder of that money. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Which is why I haven't been donating to any black life. Like I didn't donate to the freedom fund, but I did donate to ACLU mm-hmm. because that's like, I feel like that's a better organization than like the freedom fund, which felt a little too recent. So I haven't done enough research to double check. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Like if you're going to donate to somebody, everybody, if you're going to donate to a big ass company and they can't show you fact sheets of how their money is being spent on their website. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. It. 
ACLU show you their money. ACLU show you how their money is spent right now. I was like, whatever, bitch. We do this shit for fun. We like to show receipts. We real motherfuckers. We show you how we spend this yeah. motherfucking money. Keep signing those petitions. Yeah. Oh, Keep yeah. writing Keep those letters. Petitions. Keep signing those letters. Keep calling your fucking government and shit. And, and most importantly, go fucking vote. Go vote. Um, go vote. So vote got, locally, too. It, it, more important than your president. I hate to say that right now, but yes, it's always, even if you don't, if you skip that part, fucking vote for everything fucking else. Vote for your representatives, vote for your fucking, your congresswomen's and congressmen's and shit like that. Vote for your petitions, because that's the shit that really fuck with you. So they get $2,000 black, $2 million black Lives matter. Um, he also wrote a son, a letter to his son. Uh, Paul wrote a letter to his son in case he didn't make it and saying, I'm sorry that I put you through hell. Uh, I always loved you. Because uh, David's mom died at birth, and this is after he... So, David's mom died at birth, so Delroy Lindo blamed him for that the whole, his whole life. But then he's like, you know... How crazy! A woman ha- delivering a baby, a black woman delivering a baby, and not getting adequate medical care. Yeah. Interesting. And this was Spike Lee's just covering it all. Oh, yeah, he was getting a lot of shit. Like, he was like, God damn it. Uh... And so, anything else? They disperse out the money. They give money to the family. Oh, the scene that got me is, uh, so, everybody in Storm and Norman's family is dead except for his sisters. So, they, they did re- get the remains back. And seeing them uh, cry when they brought his body out the funeral, that shit hurt. That was like, yeah, that was good. They wrapped yeah. up everything in a nice bow. Oh, and the lamb. They gave money to the lamb project. Uh to get the land mines out of fucking Vietnam and shit. So, yeah, full wrap up. Uh, and then the end credit scene is a speech from Martin Luther King a year. The speech was a year before he was assassinated. April 1969. That's the year he was assassinated. And then they killed Robert Kennedy, what, like six months later? Yeah. They know how to kill fucking Hope, man. They know how to kill Hope. Woo! Cause that was, uh, that's the cold part. You read any documentary, it was like they killed Martin Luther King, right? But Robert Kennedy gave black folks hope. And when they killed Bobby, motherfuckers was upset. They was really upset and shit like that. And that's what they had, that was those were like big pieces in like trying to snuff out the movement and stuff like that. Isn't it crazy how all we have to do is just ask to live and people just get mad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen the. It's like, hey, man, we just we just want to live. We just want to have a chance, you know. If we get pulled over by a cop, I'm a good. You know, or <laughs> maybe we we deserve to be at on the equality range of wages when we get a job, you know, or not get shut down, yeah. or not be called the N word. Like, oh, I mean, there's a lot of things we're just asking. Like, we're not asking to take over the world. We're just asking for life, mm-hmm. and people get upset about that. Yeah. Oh no, you can't live. Y'all niggas can't live. I was like, okay, fine. It's but not fine because we're still protesting rioting. There's like this is almost the fourth week of protests. Mm-hmm. And you don't see that on TV because the protests have been peaceful. <laughs> they got all their news coverage from burning shit down, but now they're like, oh, they're still marching and they're peaceful. Um We've been marching since we uh, I don't want to get into it. But yeah, you, you, we're gonna have this. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm just upset because like I was there when it was like super violent. 
mm-hmm. and it was really, really intense. Yeah. Um, and now that everybody's peaceful, it's like, this is how you protest. I'm like, we've been protesting like this. We've been protesting like this. And then finally, when we start making noise and making, making, making a scene, now we're getting coverage. And then we're being called other things. And it's like, you're not paying attention to the message. But here we are. Here we are. Let it out. This is your platform, too. <laughs> no, it's just, it's fucking insane. Like, all we're, all we're asking to do is just live and have fairness in our lives. And, like, there's just a lot of white people who get upset about it. It's like, we just want to live. It's not even white people. See, see, I, 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 keep, I keep my mouth shut on Facebook because, honestly, I love my friends on Facebook, and I've weaned out the people that still would say some stupid shit like all lives or blue lives matter, or what about the flag or some stupid shit like you, I just unfriend you now. <laughs> I just said, like, I'm, I'm not cool. I was like, wait, we were never friends. All right, it's cool. Like, <laughs> Vic, what happened, man? I thought we were cool. I thought we were cool, dude. Yeah, nah, nah, and I'd be making fun of people. Like, my partner on Facebook posted something about uh, one of the NASCAR dudes put uh, back the police or some shit, back the blue, yeah. And so he was like, people still don't get it about Black Lives Matter. And then you see, like, a skewer, his white friends and other color friends, like, all lives matter. I'm like, bro, y'all still saying this shit? And so, like, I don't I don't comment to his friends. I'm like, bro, you still, you still having this conversation with your people? These are friends? You still having this conversation with your friends, bro? Because like I've had those white friends that are cut off, and I had the conversation. I was like, you know me, you know my whole past, but you also don't see me as a six foot two African American, six foot two, two hundred sixty pound African American. You don't see me as intimidating, like somebody on the other side of that gun would see me as intimidating. So they would draw their pistol at me because I don't have pistols drawn at me before, because they see me as intimidating. So you'd be, you, your life would be so fucking straught if you knew me, a fucking educator, uh, a man that worked in this community his whole life and shit like that, got murdered by a cop. And then, then since it hit home, the Vic, oh no, Vic got hit. No, something must be wrong. Like, yeah, motherfuckers, like, yeah, we've been saying this shit for a while, guys. So yeah, I can't argue. Out of context of knowing you, like, so, like if someone... <sighs> someone i'm just gonna say it if the cop sees you and the, they don't know anything about you they're just gonna say threat yeah. threat that's a threat yeah. it doesn't matter if they know your life story they don't they don't care mm-hmm. your yeah. friends who are like i know vic's life story and he would he's just a nice guy but we've been saying this about everybody who's been a victim mm-hmm. they were nice guys they were nice people fuck they're shooting kids mm-hmm. children mm-hmm. so you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this tangent. And some is of these perfectly. victims were just sleeping. We, they weren't doing shit. Yeah, that's the cold one. That's how they got Fred Hampton, though. <laughs> they shouldn't have done anything. They deserved to get hit. I'm like, these people were sleeping. Breonna Taylor was sleeping. Mm-hmm. Ayanna Stanley Jones was sleeping. They weren't doing anything. Just sleeping. So it's it's amazing. It's amazing that there's a population of people who are straight up like, no, I don't think that's real. I think you guys are overreacting. Blah blah blah. blah. You so, black people need to work harder. So I'm gonna tell you right this: like, if you if you, it's hard. Could you imagine? All right, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a devout. I'm not. I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. Love the Lord. Jesus Christ, my guy. Um, Bless you. Like, huh? so like, <laughs> could you imagine? Like, it's like this. It's. Could you? Like, I couldn't imagine someone 
proving to me without a reasonable doubt there is no God. Like, bringing the fact sheet and then, like, proving to me that my, my world would in, right? And not that I'm, like, the biggest Christian in the world, I'll go to church all of a sudden, but, like, knowing that as a higher power, if you broke that shit out to me and you flat out disproved that shit, my world would in, right? And that's, mm-hmm. uh, like, and so that's how I can understand my white people. If you, if you prove, motherfuckers, like, if you if if you prove police brutality is a thing, then you prove that systemic racism is a thing. You you prove systemic racism is a thing, then you gotta like check your own fucking privilege in this whole box. I've had conversation with because I talked to a lot of young white people, and it was like I never spent I never experienced any kind of white privilege, and I was like, hey, that might be, that might be. You ride around with your gun in your car. I will never do that shit. I'm a licensed gun owner. I will never ride around. Only time my gun is in my car is when I go to the shooting range, and it's all the way in the fucking back. And I wouldn't even tell the fucking cop there. I would. I hide my gun when it's in my car when I'm going to the shooting range because if mm-hmm. I get pulled over, I'm going to tell him my gun's not. I don't have a gun. I'm done. No, no, I don't have. A, I don't have an officer. And if they illegal search me, they're gonna have to find my gun, right? And then I'm just gonna get in trouble for lying, <laughs> right? But I'm never gonna tell a cop. I, I I'm never gonna tell a cop while I'm driving that I have a pistol on him. I saw a man get murdered for telling a cop that he's a licensed, licensed carry NRA member. <laughs> yeah. So yep. that's the kind of conversation I had with people. I was like, I've been racially profiled. I've been called the N word. I mean, I got my ass whooped by the police plenty of time. I've gotten my ass whooped by the police while people were fighting in another area. There was a whole big ass rumble come on going on. Motherfuckers throwing fights. There's eight cops around me me and i'm like 30 feet away from the fucking fight and they talking about you need to calm down i'm like motherfucker they're over there fighting i'm drunk right but i'm animated because i'm like bro they're over there fighting and y'all motherfuckers around me you need to calm down i'm like motherfucker i am calm they're fighting motherfuckers gave me that good old billy club i was done after that i was like well got hit niggas (laughs) guess i'm just going to jail but yeah it's a it's a side but it's a side but i'm like it's disappointing you know you shouldn't have to go like that's some that's a thing that shouldn't have never happened if you're 30 feet away from a fight and you have nothing to do with the battle but yet the cops are surrounding you you're like what the fuck like i i am not part of this this is i'm not associated i I was part of it i was part of it but i was also 30 (laughs) no no give me a second like they're still fighting over there i was leaving i was with the motherfucker that was fighting i was leaving though I was getting the fuck out of there, right? The security, I was with security, right? Because security stopped me from going back over there, right? So when they got there, these motherfuckers are fighting. Security had me. I was over there just chilling and shit like that. I was ready to leave. Cops pulled up. I'm the first person they saw. They still in the parking lot fighting. They're rumbling out the peripheral vision of my eye, and they fucking with me. It was outside the club. Of course I was there. Of course I knew the motherfuckers. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, that that's still an experience that shouldn't have happened. Because of yeah. course, like if you had different skin, that wouldn't have happened. They would have been they would have believed you. They'd be like, "Wait, what's going on? Tell us what's going on." And they would have taken notes instead of assuming that you were the violent yeah. instigator. But so again, like it is terrible, and people call me like all the time. Are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. Y'all can stop calling me. Actually, please. Like, like, I'm fine. I didn't live with this shit for 36 years of my fucking life. 
I chose to go into a line of work that would help black, brown, and poor white kids and poor Native American kids and shit like that. Poor people all the time. Because I believe firmly that it's not about skin color, it's about your fucking class system. The greatest trick the white man ever did, the, wait, the greatest trick the devil ever did was convincing the world he didn't exist. The greatest trick the white man ever did was convincing poor people they're different because of their skin tone. Whew, racism is the greatest invention ever. My God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, poor people that we're not your enemy, that black man is because he's black. He's taking your job that you're getting underpaid for anyway. Whew. Got a little... We do that from time to time, but you gotta, this is our place to vent. This is our creative space. And um, I will tell you, keep smiling. You got to picture your smile up. Always don't ever let them take your smile. Everybody in the listen to or all our listeners, don't ever let them take your smile. Um, Key in one time uh, opened this show as two angry black men. And I was like, I'm not angry. What the fuck? I'm dying. <laughs> Like, I have heart disease. I have pre-existing condition. Like, if that nigga would have nailed on my neck, I would have died, and they would have said the same shit. I have high blood pressures. I have, I'm diabetic. So I'm already dying, right? I'm not, saying, I'm not being morbid. Like, there's shit killing me already. I will not let the world fucking kill me for everything else. I, I'm not internalizing none of my shit, but I'm doing my best to make progress against the prejudice and the racial oppressive system and shit like that. That is my goal in life. But stressing on every little thing that happens i cannot do that because i'm already fucking dying of everything that black people die of that's my thing that shit hurts yeah that shit hurts that really does and i'm not numb to any of this shit but i do i cannot dwell on this stuff because we got work to do and that's where the shit changes yeah true and this is also a reason why I got off my ass and started wanting to do more of these shows. And I, this is why I'm talking to you about bringing back the, um, the other show. Because, like, this outlet, these, this hour, 50 minutes, 45, hour and a half of people laughing uh, and taking their mind off something is something that's needed and it's something that we can get our vintage out for. So I'm glad you are going to stick with me. Uh, I'm going to put you to work. <laughs> I'm going to put you to work. <laughs> ready. Yeah. I'm ready. Uh, we were going to do Dora this week. <laughs> I literally, like, just, when you said Dora the Explorer, I... <laughs> I wanted to shit on the movie. <laughs> so there is a movie. Where There's can they movie. find this movie? Is that Redbox? <laughs> right there in Redbox. Oh, if you want to have fun, we can do Dr. Doolittle, the, uh, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> oh, Robert Downey Jr. and Dr. Doolittle. Is that also Redbox? Yeah, it's Redbox. Uh, Can I just stream from Redbox? I don't want to get like a physical DVD. <laughs> I don't know where to <laughs> I just saw, I just, I was like, you know, it's funny when you look at a Redbox, it's like, ooh, retro. <laughs> no, I look at a Redbox, I'm like, uh, I think, I think someone's having a lonely like date. <laughs> He's like, oh shit, 9 p.m. tomorrow. God damn it, that means I gotta do something. <laughs> Listen, dude, I was born in the 90s. I look at Redbox. I'm like, no, I got to stream it. I can't, I can't do old school Netflix. Yeah. But she, see, I'm, not, I'm old school. Old school. You taped it off TV with your Betamax or you had to go to Blockbuster. Somebody said, remember when Blockbuster used to charge? They used to charge you if you didn't remind, rewind the movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Blockbuster had an okay, had an okay anime selection. 
if they had an anime collection back when there was a blockbuster, yeah, it was okay. It actually was fucking decent because you weren't getting it anywhere else. You had to really know how to pirate shit back in the day. That's the old school. Yeah, or you would have to go to your local, like, your local video renters. So, you know, there's always a, there was always like a name brand like Blockbuster, right? But you had to go to like video shop. Yeah. I know that was my place when I was growing up. Nerd. Anyway, so uh, thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in. We're promised we're going to deliver more contact uh, content from you. Shit's going good. Hope the sound was good last time. Uh, once again, I'm It's Damone Jr. with This is Sometimes V. But uh, you can call me V. And uh, we'll thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, you guys, again, people, go see a therapist. And get some kind of find your therapy. Find your therapy. There's therapy for everybody. And please don't let this world get you too down. Don't ever let them take your smile, guys. All right. Bye. All right. Bye.